Well, hello, everybody. Adam, how you doing? Wonderful, Toby, and yourself? I'm pretty good. It's good to have you aboard the Starship Brewdeck podcast, if you will. If that makes any sense. It does, and I'm loving it so far. It's, uh, it's you know, three of them down so far. We've got Pride, we've got the Water Chemistry, and we have Veterans Blend, and uh, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, and we twisted your arm to do uh, the little teaser that we put out on a uh, social, and I love it. It's like H two O. Well, you know, you know, if I can't do a good dad joke, then why am I even here? <laughs> well, happy to have you, and I'm excited about this episode. We're we're pretty much talking. Well, yeah, it's all about uh, around the Veterans Blend, which we do every year with our uh, uh, partner over at Yakub Chief Hops. It is an annual uh, program. This is the sixth year. And what happens is U.S. Uh, military veterans in the brewing industry across the nation, they all come together. It's at the uh, 2023 Craft Brewers Conference in Nashville, which was what, a couple of months ago. And they decide uh, what uh, blend they're going to have for what we call a vet, you know, veterans, veterans blend hop. And uh, this year's mix, if you will, or blend that was decided on by those veterans is pretty, uh, pretty unique. So Citra, HBC 638, Talus, and Sabro. It sounds pretty awesome, right? Uh, I, I see here a zesty combo is expected to offer bright citrus, including lime and grapefruit and subtle herbal notes and pine. I don't think I could have written that or said that any better, but it's, it, it, it definitely wraps up what uh, those four hops um, can combine. So it, uh, I'm looking forward to what, uh, uh, what the brewers do with it. Yeah. There's some pretty exciting opportunities there for sure. Yeah. It's really cool this year too. Cause when you purchase the veterans blend uh, we're donating $3 per pound to uh, homes for our troops. Uh, and these guys are a national nonprofit. Uh, they build and donate specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post 9-11 vets. Um, so since uh, since 2004, the Home for Our Troops has built over 360 uh, specially adapted homes for veterans with 70 projects currently on, underway. Um, it, it really does go a long way to help these uh, these these vets, the, the men and women that uh, put themselves on the front line to actually get their uh, their lives rebuilt again. Yeah, that's awesome. Really, really cool. And I'm looking forward to talking to him uh, today. So that being said, uh, Bill Ivey, Diane Travers, and uh, Sergeant Tony Doyle from Homes for Our Troop. We're going to be talking to him here shortly. And then uh, Devin Hamilton and Quattro Wilson from Paradox Brewery are also going to jump on uh, to chat with us a little bit, too. So uh, before we dive right in, though, Adam, I want to uh, send a special thanks uh, to all the veterans on behalf of uh, Country Mall Group uh, and the rest of us and, and all active duty and their families for their service uh, and, and sacrifice for, for our country and what, what they've done. So let's just dive right into it. We are uh, excited to be joined by a uh, pretty, pretty full house here on the line. So uh, happy to, to, to begin the podcast talking ultimately about <clears throat> Veterans Blend, but uh, excited to have uh, some folks for uh, from homes for our troops on today, and we'll just I'll start right at it and and uh, do some introductions and and uh, we'll go from there. So Diane uh, Travers, the fundraising events coordinator over there, is that right, Diane? That is correct. And then uh, Bill Ivy, the executive director of Homes for Our Troops. Hey, good Bill. to uh, good to be on here with you. 
Yeah. And then uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Tony Doyle. How are you, Tony? Doing pretty good. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. I should have uh, should have uh, put Sergeant in front of that. So that's all right. Retired. (laughs) Very good. Well, I really, really happy to have you on and, and, um, you know, talk a little bit more about uh, the organization there what you do and and you know obviously tony being on and i think he was the recipient of of what uh homes for our troops does uh, so it's so it's really happy or really glad glad to have everybody on today so i guess we'll just start with diane then move to bill and tony so diane tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do over there at uh at the organization well um i'm the fundraising coordinator one of three and um we, I have been around Homes for Our Troops since um, 2008. I've held several different positions there. Um, so uh, I'm a little bit like a bad penny. They can't get rid of me. Um, I, I've left and come back. This is my third time coming back. I'm now working remotely um, down in South Carolina. And I love this mission. I mean, I, it, I left and worked in another position for another company that was a for-profit. And I thought, oh. This is terrible. So, um, so here I am back again. I like that term, uh, uh, like a bad penny. That's the first I've heard that. <laughs> and I think uh, I could say that about myself. So it's all good. Well, thanks, Diane. Appreciate you joining. Uh, Bill, Ivy, tell us a little bit about yourself. I uh, spent about 31 years as an instrument. Uh, when they kicked me off for being too old, I... Uh, Continue to do that with an army unit that let retired guys be part of the unit. And when I gave up the war fighting business, I got a call from the uh, president of this organization said, Hey, uh, we need an executive director. I said, great. I'll uh, put the word out to all my buddies and see who's out there who's interested. Cause I had lined up a job in Atlanta. I was going to actually uh, work and live in the same place for the first time in about nine years. He said, no, I'm talking about you. I said, aren't you guys Massachusetts? And I guess from the way I said it, he uh, sensed the disdain on the location. Uh, but uh, he said, just come on up, check us out. He knew that would suck me in. And uh, he said, just need you for three years. That was in 2014. So I'm a little bit slow. I am an infantry guy. Uh, still working on, but uh, like Diane, I love this mission. I love the team we've got here. And I love working with the veterans like Tony. Very good. Tony. Yes, sir. Tell us about yourself. So uh, I joined the Army right out of high school. Um, I'm a backwards grunt, so I went maintenance first, then infantry. I was injured, retired, uh, did a lot of things after the military, uh, found out about homes for our troops, and uh, received my house in 2017. And uh, I've been doing everything I can do for their mission uh, voluntarily um, ever since. Yeah. Tony, and you're a fellow Texan. Is that right? Yes. Down in the San Antonio area. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Well, so yeah, I mean, I'd spent a little bit of time on the website and know a little bit about, um, the organization from, um, prepping for the podcast with the rest of our group here. But, uh, can y'all tell me, and, and maybe it's Bill, maybe it's Diane, or even Tony, but just give us an overview of what the organization does. Sure. Homes for our Troops' uh, mission is to build and donate specially adapted custom homes nationwide for the most severely injured veterans from the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts. In order 
to assist them in rebuilding their lives. So it kind of gets to our tagline of building homes, rebuilding lives. And that leads into uh, the, the main thing that makes us different from other nonprofits that build homes for veterans. We stay in contact with our guys and gals for life. So we don't say, here's the keys, uh, good luck, have a good time. We say, here's the keys to your new home, welcome to the family, and we're going to be there for you whenever you need us down the road. So I have uh, a six-person staff section. All I do is stay in contact with the veterans to follow up just regular check-ins, help them with a problem, whatever the case may be. We link all of our veterans uh, with a financial planner on a pro bono basis for at least a three-year period so that when we donate the home to them, although there's no mortgage, they still have property taxes, they have insurance, they have normal homeowners maintenance. We want to set them up for success going forward and enable them to be a responsible homeowner. Another thing we do that makes us different from other organizations is we build where the veteran wants to live, which is why we have built 360 homes to date in 45 different states. Because we don't figure it makes any sense to build an adapted home that's completely accessible to a veteran in a wheelchair, someplace where he or she doesn't want to live. That really is not going to help them rebuild their lives. So we go forward doing that. That's the whole mission of life is to get these guys and gals into a completely accessible home and then stay in contact with them to assist them as they rebuild their lives. Yeah, so that's interesting. Not just it's not just building a home; it's just continuing um, that that correspondence and that work to to re- rebuild it from from ground up. Um, so yeah, that's 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 awesome. And Tony, um, yeah, I was watching uh, the video that they had um, on the uh, the website, which by the way is hfotusa.org, and you were talking about a lot of the challenges that you were having, I guess, prior to 2017 in a two-story house um, and some of the challenges in just just daily living. Yeah, so I'm an amputee uh, left side above the knee. So, um, you know, not having that knee is a challenge in itself. But then you throw a second story in there having to go up and down stairs. And then so I was injured 05, but in 2011, we had a we had a child as well and we lived in a two-story house. So think about a one-legged guy trying to go up and down stairs with an infant, you know, and that's a little scary, but uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You know, mama's not always home and, and everything. So um, there's a lot of barriers when it comes to, to typical housing that you end up in after a life-changing experience, such as an injury in combat. So uh, you just got to work around it sometimes until something like Homes for Our Troops comes along. And Tony, uh, Adam here. Uh, how did you how did you connect with Home for for Troops? Uh, so there was kind of a kind of a long process uh, with with my connection, um, and it was I had some other friends that had had benefited from homes for our troops and gone to their um, key ceremonies and, and kickoff ceremonies and things like that. And at the time I technically didn't qualify. However, the, the government finally came to and, and changed their ways so that I would actually qualify for um, the SAH grant, the special adaptive housing grant that, uh, 
HBOT needs as well um, to kind of move forward. So I, I did finally qualify for that and applied for the program um, and was accepted eventually. Yeah, that's good stuff. And 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 Bill, how many do y'all have on a waiting list to take advantage of some of these specifically adapted homes? Uh, we currently have 71 projects ongoing. Uh, 19 of those are in land search, looking for land, where the veteran has told us here she wants to live. The other 52 are in various stages of construction. We'll finish one in uh, two weeks in uh, Florida. Or permitting plans, engineering, whatever the case may be. So we have 71 right now. We have uh, about 20 veterans coming, waiting to come to our, our veterans conference, which is the final step in our application process. And there's over 100 other veterans we're talking to that are at various stages just starting their application process. We estimate, based on the VA numbers, that uh, when you take the numbers I just gave you out of the mix, there's probably another 800 to 900 veterans that are severely injured from the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts that still need adapted housing. So got a pretty big workload in front of us. So we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And on the ground, uh, people actually throwing around hammers and and, and sawing the boards and stuff. Are, are those all volunteers too? That's a great question. Uh, no, that's not our business model. Okay. Uh, we hire custom home builders around the country uh, because we're building a home. We expect our veterans to live in for the rest of their lives. And so we want it to be a high-end, well-built home. Uh, we have found out over the years that using volunteers to build homes makes everybody feel good about themselves. Uh, but it's not the best and most cost-effective way to build a high-quality home. So we use custom home builders, but we use volunteers for the landscaping. So that way folks can roll up their sleeves, lay some sod, plant some bushes and trees, and the home's ready to go when we turn it over to the veterans. So we, that's that's our business model to get the folks involved. It's the landscaping aspect of it and leaving the building to the professionals. Yeah, no, so, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I wouldn't want Adam Wilson here building no, my house. No, it's a terrible, no terrible idea all around, actually. Uh, I've got a question here, actually. This one probably for Diane. Uh, just as we speak about uh, the cost of all this, and I mean, with that many projects on the go, uh, as the fundraising events coordinator, how is it that you guys raise money for this? I know, I mean, obviously the Veterans Blend program, which we'll get into here in a minute, but uh, what other uh, what other programs do you do as well? Well, we have um, several other fundraisers that, you know, like you, are a third-party fundraiser that um, they'll come out and do um, anything from a lemonade stand to a golf tournament. Um, we have so many um, of our fundraisers, they come back every year. Uh, the, we have this one, uh, two, these two ladies that live in Florida. They've been putting on a golf tournament. They just hit their 10-year um, mark and went over a million dollars um, that they've raised over the 10 years. So, um, you know, it can, it can be, it can be any type of fundraiser. So we talk to people, we call everybody back, anybody that, you know, comes through our um, fundraising email or, you know, if they call, we make sure we call everybody back because there's a lot of great ideas out there and you can take anything that you love and turn it into a fundraiser. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah it really is. It really is. Um, so going back to, I guess, for, for Bill, um, you know, obviously there's, 
when it's specifically adapted homes, right? It's, you know, something that y'all, y'all built for Tony specifically might be completely different than the needs of another veteran. Correct. So, so I guess where I'm going at, it's what, what are, what are some of the unique adaptations or, or some of the unique, um, builds that you've done for veterans based on their needs? So the basic uh, home model that we built has over 40 major adaptations uh, to make the home completely accessible to an individual in a wheelchair. Uh, Most of our veterans are multiple amputees, single amputees like Tony with limb salvage on another limb, paralyzed or blind. Now we'll do some tailoring depending on the injury. So for example, uh, most of our homes, uh, countertops are a little bit lower and they're roll under. For our blinded veterans or our double arm amputees, uh, they prefer the normal level countertop, but we still make them roll under so that at some point, should they lose their mobility in their legs as they age, they'll still be able to use their wheelchair, roll under, and be functional at the, uh, at the countertop. Roll under sinks, roll under stovetop. Uh, the roll-in shower is one of the big features that our veterans really like because they can roll in, transfer to a bench from their chair, take a shower without relying on somebody else, set the temperature uh, to the exact temperature they want on a digital thermostatic valve, and not have to rely on someone to take a shower. When they're done, their chair's not wet. They can ride off to get back in the chair, and they're back off to, uh, to roll around the house and doing what they need to do. Uh, we put a wraparound sidewalk on the home so the veteran's got full access to the entire home uh, from his or her wheelchair. Pull down shelving in the cabinets, pull down shelving, clothes racks in the count in the uh, closets. So again, it's all designed so that the home is completely accessible to someone in a wheelchair. Little things that most folks don't think about. Light switches are a little bit lower. Electrical outlets a little bit higher, so they're right at wheelchair level. Windows those are framed a little bit lower and they slide left and right so that you're not stuck with a window in the up position and you can't reach it to bring it down. So we, we modify our homes a little bit uh, every year based on veteran feedback because although I can look at a set of plans and say, hey, that makes sense to me, I don't spend my day in a wheelchair. But guys like Tony who do can come back and say, yeah, that wasn't such a good idea. Don't do that again or you need to, you need to change that. Or, hey, here's a feature you might want to add in the future going forward. Uh, one of those features is a full home generator that we only used to put in homes for veterans that needed medical equipment 24-7. But then we're talking to veterans said, yeah, why don't we do this for everybody? Because folks uh, will lose power. As, as all of you living in Texas know, a couple of years ago, the ice storm uh, knocked out a lot of power stations. But our guys with the generators were the guys in the neighborhood with homes that had power. Yeah, those are those. Those really make a lot of sense, and uh, yeah, kind of learning as you go and and adapting uh, to to the needs of each individual. So that's that's awesome, um, Tony. What has this specifically done in in your work with the HFOT and 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 the the updated adapted house done for you and your 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 family and your your daily life? So it's um, wow that. Uh, we have like four or five, I don't know, maybe six sessions on this or, or, I mean, that, that, that's a lot. That's kind of a loaded question, but uh, there's a whole I to, lot. I, I tend to confuse everybody on the show, so don't worry about it. Well, I mean, there's just so much that I can talk about because I mean, everything in this house um, has, 
helped me, you know, myself personally, you know, the roll under stuff and, and everything, but it's not only helped me, but it's helped my, you know, my wife kind of her sense of, um, not, not to say trust, but she, you know, she, uh, her anxiety level is reduced because, you know, I'm not, um, in a place that's, you know, where I'm going to fall downstairs and I'm not going to slip in the shower and, and fall and, you know, break my neck and be stuck there or something, you know? So, you know, not only for the veteran, but it helps, you know, the whole family, you know, like my, my son has prospered. He's like, he's not worried about, you know, dad so much and then he's gotten into things where he's done fundraisers for homes for our troops as well so he's starting to get that sense of of well you know we really need to give back to these guys you know at 12 years old you know so there's you know a plethora of things that this has really done for me it's opened up um, new career opportunities for me i got my real estate license um after after receiving my home and everything so you know it's done a lot as far as uh things in my life and my family's life and you know especially my wife's life you know she went through a lot having to take care of a guy like me stubborn hard-headed you know not a very good patient um in the hospital but um but now she can kind of relax and and kind of chill out and she can take some trips and things and and you know just kind of oh okay i'm i'm okay because i don't have to worry about him um burning the house down or not being able to do laundry so he's wearing the same shorts for three weeks while i'm gone somewhere you know something like that but it's yeah. done a lot for the family oh, that's awesome well you mentioned your, your real estate license it, it am i right and that that you're going back to school to get your master's degree as well well um that was the plan prior to hitting real estate up. Um, when I moved into the house six years ago, uh, nearly six years ago, um, the plan was to to do my master's and and you know possibly onto my PhD in history and maybe teach at a college or something like that. But um, you know things change, and I uh, had an opportunity to. Uh, jump into real estate and and find some purpose in uh, helping veterans, you know, buy a home that may not necessarily realize they qualify for a VA loan, you know, so. Uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, so maybe a question for, for Diane. How did y'all uh, come in contact and uh, start the involvement with the veterans blend uh, on the hop side with YCH this year? My understanding is that um, the veterans that brew the beer, um, I think that they vote on uh, the nonprofit that is going to um, receive the funds from that year. Cause they've, I think this is the sixth year that they have done this and um, they've donated to military charities and, um, yeah, so I think we were voted in for this year. Oh, cool. Cool. And I know, Adam, I think, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that uh, we do have a specific group of brewers that also uh, decide on the hot varieties in that blend, right? 
You are correct, sir. Yeah. End of the day, it's a, it's a nice little blend for those of the, those of y'all that know a little bit about hops specifically in a beer, but, um, Citra HBC 638 Talus and Sabro. And, uh, the goal um, is to get what eleven thousand plus pounds out the door into the hands of breweries and facilitate what one hundred unique brew days with uh, with breweries. So pretty cool. And uh, I can tell you, Diane and Bill and Tony, that uh, we have a lot of people um, uh, behind the scenes here that'll try to get every dollar we can to your organization. And, uh, if, if you like beer, it's, uh, it's pretty cool that, uh, we can get some of this out in the hands of, you know, any and all breweries we can. And there are quite a few, uh, veteran owned and veteran operated breweries that, uh, will be participating in the brew this year. So go, good stuff. And Bill, before you came on, uh, we were told that you are a heavy beer drinker. Those are the <laughs> exact words by Daniel. Uh, my job keeps interfering with it, but yes, that would be my beverage of choice when I'm not working, and sometimes when I am. Hey, there we go. And now I may not have a job. Yeah, all right. Let's go around me out. <laughs> so, how can we, as as Country Malt Group and our uh, our our partner breweries, uh, continue to support veterans aside from the uh, Veterans Fund? I always tell folks there's three things they can do for us uh, as home for troops. Number one is welcome our veterans into your community if they're uh, if we're building near you. Uh, that veteran could have lived anywhere in the country he or she wanted to live. And they, they chose your neighborhood or your town or your state. Uh, and, and that type of, uh, that type of support community is absolutely vital to our veterans rebuilding our, their lives, which is really our main mission, which is helping them to do that. Number two is tell people we exist. Uh, we work very hard to keep nearly 90 cents for every dollar that we spend going to the mission of buying land, building specially adapted homes and helping our veterans rebuild their lives. So you can do the math, even if you guys can do the math, uh, that doesn't leave a whole heck of a lot for, uh, for marketing or advertising. So rely on companies, individuals, other organizations to get the word out, whether it's to great opp- opportunities like this podcast, whether it's through occasionally free advertising, whether it's co-branding uh, with a corporate partner or folks just spreading the word to their their networks through social media, their neighborhoods, their church, their school, their families, whatever the case may be, where they work. Getting that word out, uh, of course, doesn't cost us anything. And we know it's a slower way to grow your business, but we think it's the right way to close the business because we want to be able to look our supporters and our donors and our fundraisers in the eye and say thank you. And out of every dollar you just raised for us or donated to us, 88, 89, 90 cents is going to the mission and not the overhead. Of course, the third thing folks can do is like this, uh, fundraise for us or donate. But number one thing anyone can do for us is support our veterans and welcome them into the community because that's key to helping them rebuild their lives. And of course, getting the word out about us, spreading that awareness. Amazing. Yep, 100%. And, and, and with that, uh, on behalf of me, the rest of uh, Country Mall Group, we, uh, we appreciate uh, t- Tony and Bill, your, your service to our, to our country. It, it means a tremendous amount. And uh, for, for those that want to learn a little bit more about uh, Homes for Our Troops, uh, again, the website there is HFOT, 
hfotusa.org. That's hfotusa.org. And uh, Diane, it sounds like uh, that you welcome any and all calls or ideas regarding um, some fundraising activities and events and events that brewers and distillers and other craft beverage makers can come up with, right? Absolutely. Very good. Well, I really appreciate uh, y'all's time, and and hopefully we can uh, hear the the ching 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 as the dollar amount goes up. That uh, we can assist in in moving some some money y'all's way and continue to k- keep building those houses uh, for our veterans. So, uh, really appreciate your time, Bill, Tony, and Diane for coming on, and I uh, really look forward to uh, continue to 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 help out your organization. Thank, well, thank you, you so much. Us. Uh, we are here with the gentleman, a uh, couple gentlemen over at uh, Paradox Brewery, um, Devin Hamilton and Quattro Wilson. The reason we had them on, because they're just cool dudes. I can look at them right now. The other reason is uh, it's, their brewery is actually a certified veteran-owned brewery. Correct, guys? Uh, yeah, that's correct. We've been certified veteran-owned for, I think, about three and a half years now. Very good. Very so good. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question right away here, Toby. How does one become certified veteran owned? Cause that's. So you have to 51% of your ownership has to have served in the military. And beyond that, you have to do a bunch of paperwork and everybody's <laughs> service has to be confirmed. They want to know what everybody's rank was, uh, where they served overseas, if anywhere. You know, basically, they want your entire military history. Quattro, is that your real first name? Uh, no, my my real name is Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N. But um, they call me Quattro here because I was the fourth guy to start working here back in the olden days. Really? Quattro has a good origin story. Quat started moonlighting with us just washing kegs. You'd start at like 7 o'clock at night after your main job. Mm-hmm. And then you'd wash kegs till like midnight or 1 in the morning. And kind of in typical paradox fashion, where if you do a good job at something, we keep finding other sh- for you to do mm-hmm. until you, yeah, <laughs> like until you aren't good at it anymore. Yeah. Until so, you're a production manager, apparently. <laughs> right. yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we worked Quattro, you know, started in washing kegs, got him into transfers. Yeah. Then we needed somebody to brew. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of it was born out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. No, no traditional brewing degree. On my account, it's just the school of hard knocks. Yeah, it's, hard knocks. It's like that's like most breweries. Yeah, and and so Quattro is a production manager and head, head brewer, and then Devin, uh, the director of operations over there. Well, I appreciate y'all's time and uh, and jumping on. How did y'all get started in the beer industry? Uh, yeah, Quattro, we got a little bit of history on how you work your way through, but uh, let's start with you, Quattro, and tell tell us about how you got involved uh, in brewing and 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 what you do now. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, beforehand, before I started actually working in a brewery, I was, I was kind of a layman brewer helping my friends uh, package, you know, bottle and stuff like that. Nothing crazy. Uh, mostly awful beer. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, and then uh, went to the restaurant industry, decided that sucked and um, started washing tanks <laughs> for this guy. Uh, at, at our old location, which is in Scroon Lake, uh, much smaller than our current location. Uh, basically started washing kegs, cleaning floors, and like I said, out of necessity, uh, you know, well, we need some guy to do dry hops. Can you do dry hops? Like, sure, yeah, and I'll learn about it. Transfers, you know, do that, and then start brewing, and then eventually just kind of like fell into 
uh, kind of the know-it-all, do-everything uh, production manager kind of uh, point of view. The big thing with production manager came when we were building the new facility, and that's when I left the old facility. Like yeah. at all, I was up here full time, but that old facility still needed to run. So we just tagged Quattro in as the most experienced guy at that point mm -hmm. to keep it going. And where's yep. the new right. facility located? We're 15 minutes up the road from our old facility, but we're right off exit 29 uh, off I-87 in North Hudson. Okay. What about you, Devin? Well, um, I'm here because of a homebrewing problem that got out of control, really. Sounds familiar. Uh, I was way back in the day, I was going to school at UAlbany for history. Didn't really know what I was going to do. Was doing a lot of homebrewing. I failed an entire semester of all of my college classes because I wasn't doing any of my actual work. I was sitting in the back of lecture halls reading brewing books. And at that point, I decided, well, clearly I don't want to do this history thing. So I might as well try to get a job in a brewery. And I applied all over the place. I uh, got to cut my teeth at Adirondack Pub and Brewery down in Lake George. Moved up and down the East Coast for a couple of years after that before I landed here at Paradox. Awesome. And then uh, for my tenure here, I kind of I started off as our first head brewer, um, really like the first professional production kind of hire we had. And then similar to Quattro, you know, there was a need to do some sales stuff. So I would jump into sales and then jump back out. You know, there's a need to do some graphic design work. So I'd jump in and do that and then kind of dip back out. Um, when it came time to get the new facility online, it was a lot of like sourcing of equipment, doing equipment layouts and things like that. And then when it finally came time to get this place built, I was kind of here as like a like a technical advisor type of deal, I guess. Just kind of watching the equipment go in, make sure everything was on the up and up and then once we got up here you know we have 35 employees right now we kind of just needed somebody to handle the the sheer volume of people well we we talked a, a, a little bit you know briefly about um um you know the certified veteran owned but let's talk a little bit more about you and your brewery's relationship with the veteran community community obviously being being owned um by veterans is 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 huge enough but you know specifically um what is y'all's relationship and the brewery relationship with the with the veteran community out there yeah i mean so every year we always try to do a couple different things um so i guess i can just kind of list them off we're pretty involved with west point uh, kind of downstate. So oh, every yeah. year, every year for the Army Navy football game, uh, we just don't we donate some product. We do a white label of our Parahelis, our German style Hellas Lager, called Go Army Beat Navy. We do the can up in uh, kind of that Army digital camo, and go full send on rooting for the Army. Uh, we're mostly an Army house. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Navy vets. <laughs> um, <laughs> In the past, specifically with the Veterans Blend, for the past couple of years, we've done a beer called Drop Zone, which is kind of, it's basically the same base recipe as our Parahelis, just amped up a little bit to take that hop mode or that hop load of the Veterans Blend a little bit better. You know, it seems like a lot of the time it gets skewed towards being more useful for like IPAs and pale ales. But we're a pretty big lager house, so we wanted to get it into the export Hellas. So we just have to use like a little bit lighter of a hand with it because it's going into a lager mm -hmm. to kind of get to the place we want to be. Uh, so white label drop zone. 
This year, we did another beer called Captain Jack, which is in conjunction with the National Desert Storm Memorial. You guys were kind enough to donate the malt. YCH donated the hops. Our label supplier, Sheet Labels, donated the labels. So we're really able to just cover the cost of like the aluminum on this beer and get as much donation out to the uh, National, De- National Desert Storm Memorial as we can. Then lastly, you know, we do a lot of events in activation kind of in markets surrounding Veterans Day every year, uh, tap takeovers, stuff like that. And obviously we do like the uh, veterans and first responders discount. They get 15% off on our tasting room all the time. And uh, yeah. Oh, and then the last thing is the other, the last veterans cause I'll tell you about for now, at least is uh, with our Go Army Beat Navy beer. We do, uh, we do that beer to support building homes for heroes which is a uh, 501c3 charity that builds a new home for a disabled combat veteran every 11 days. Wow, that's cool. It's uh, interesting you say that because we actually uh, just got off uh, uh, chatting with the folks over at Homes for Troops, uh, which sounds somewhat similar, right? Yeah, they they build um, specifically adapted homes for uh, disabled veterans, and it's really, really cool. So something similar. Yeah, whatever the adaptation needs to be, be it like wider doorways or lower countertops or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was uh, it was really cool talking to them and hearing about, uh, the, you know, the different ways that that they specifically adapt certain needs of, of the each and every veteran to to how, you know, ultimately not only build the home, but build their their lives right and just kind of start from scratch and make make things things easier. So For sure. uh, I got. I got one more veterans charity that I almost forgot about, and I would have been remiss to forget this one. But uh, this year, we also teamed up with the uh, PGA of Northeastern New York to do a white label treatment on our Pilsner. So that's called uh, Patriot Pilsner. We're doing that in conjunction with the PGA of Northeastern New York, our largest wholesaler, Saratoga Eagle Sales and Service, and ourselves. And what we're doing is we're taking a portion of the proceeds from each case sold Donated, donating that to the PGA Hope Foundation. And what Hope does is get veterans into adaptive golf. So it's oh, wow. specialized instruction to take, you know, whatever adaptation they may need, uh, be it like mental, physical, um, you know, if it's hearing loss, vision loss, loss of a limb, whatever the case may be, and help them get into the game of golf. God, that's awesome. Really I cool that y'all are doing it. that. Are you, I mean, it sounds like you guys are. Veterans charity. So. Yeah, it sounds like you're constantly you're constantly working on something at all times. By the sounds of it, is that fairly accurate? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, we there's other causes we support too. We've done stuff to uh, support like House of Pollinators. Uh, we do we're all different, and that's okay. Every year uh, to support the North Country Gender Alliance for LGBTQ causes. So, you know, we definitely do a decent amount to try to give back. And the easiest yeah. way for us to generally do it is to either make a beer or make a white label, you know, so we can utilize it to get out there and preach the good word about these organizations. But, you know, selfishly to sell a little bit of beer, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, historically you brewed lagers with the uh, Veterans One. Is that right? Yep. Yep. All right. right. So this year, are y'all planning on doing the same? It looks like (laughs) the uh, hop blends the Citra HBC 638 Talus and Sabro. 
we're still tussing out what this summer is going to look like on the pilot system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just got a new new uh, pilot system, basically. Uh, we're working off a 40 hectoliter brew house, but we're able to brew 10 barrel batches now, which gives us a lot of uh, room to experiment. Um, I don't think we're, I mean, we might go the lager route again. I, I, I was thinking more of a paleo kind of thing because of that talus and that citrus, uh, citra in it. Um, yeah, yep. I'd like to go a hazier, hazier route with that. Some super chill, easy drinking uh, pale ale kind of thing, um, and to try to just feature those hops. A nice thing about the lager route is that it, uh, if you do it, it, do it delicately enough, you can really get a taste of what that blend's all about um, without it like uh, being overpowered or too grassy or, the key or too is much. That light hand though because yeah. you start to step over that line with a blend like that and a light lager base yeah you're done for you can end up with a hobby mess for sure and the same thing yeah. goes for the really but i mean yeah i'd like to do a nice pale ale is what i was thinking about today thinking about this podcast <laughs> yeah is there something specific that y'all do every year for veterans day I, I mean you guys do a lot i mean you just went through a lot of the stuff you do but is there something specific we don't have like a tradition or anything specific okay. that we, try to, we try to do, you know, we always try to kind of, we always do some sort of front of house event, yeah. be it a beer release and a food pairing or, food pairing, yeah. uh, or, a, you know, like a charitable product or something like that. But we try to mix it up every year. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen on your desk there right now. You've got uh, three different beers plus that uh, Patriot Pilsner you just pulled out. Uh, what are those beers? These are all specialties and seasonals. Um, you know, our big sellers kind of have have enough legs to stand on their own, right? So I don't typically bust those out for too much marketing activation. But all the way over is Captain Jack, that beer we did with you guys, the collaborative uh, Maybach. In the middle, we got uh, the Great Culture Fair Blood Orange. That's our seasonal, our summer seasonal this year. That's been flying. Yeah, Blood Orange Kolsch. It's uh, people seem to love it a lot. <laughs> uh, and then all the way on the other end is the beer we did with the North Country Gender Alliance, which helps uh, LGBTQ kids just in general, just you know, with support and things like that uh, in the Adirondacks specifically. And that beer is called We're All Different, and that's okay. Uh, our great one of our brewers uh daughters actually did the label she made the drawing kind of of her own mm -hmm. accord one day and we decided that it looked cool enough to be a beer label so yeah. we we, yeah. we scanned it quickly realized that a scan does not have the resolution needed to go on a beer label. <laughs> <laughs> so we oh, yeah. went in and remade the this, yeah. drawing so like we had to have her like draw some hearts and stuff like that. No, it's cool. Like it's, it's it sounds like y'all are y'all participate in, in as much as you can, which is which is really cool. And I find that a lot in the brewing community. Um, so yeah, re really really happy that we get to connect with y'all. So that that uh, Maybach on the on the far left, I'm looking at with the yeah. uh, I guess we we sent out some some grain for that. Do you remember what what that malt bill was? Curious. Uh, yeah, I can pull it up real quick too. I mean, it was a decent so, amount of Vienna and Munich. It was, you know, it's on a darker side, so a pretty heavy dose yeah. of Munich in there. The other thing that was cool about the Captain Jack is we're not the only ones brewing that 
like this specific beer. We didn't even technically speaking write the recipe for it. The idea with that this beer is that it's one of those where they're trying to get breweries kind of all over the country to work off of one recipe and everybody kind of release their own iteration. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Old Republic Brewing down in Texas actually is the brewery that wrote the recipe. I'm blanking on her name, but the woman who owns that brewery, her father was Captain Jack, and he was the first casualty casualty in des- in the first Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. He was a marine helicopter pilot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds sounds similar to what we do for for Rising Hope every year, Adam. Right. So. Yeah, the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation, where where we just there's this year I think we have two recipes though, one out for the West Coast and one out East, but it's very similar. You know, it's similar recipe, all similar ingredients, and people just you know go at it at the brewery. And um, <laughs> so, what else y'all got going? Anything uh uh anything you want to, to to plug as far as uh the brewery oh. or anything anything upcoming? Oh yeah, uh, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary at the end of July. So that's, you know, big deal. We're entering our second decade of existence. Um, so ahead of that, we are completely, we're doing a full soup to nuts rebrand. So keep an eye out for new Paradox packaging. We're cha- we have changed up our logo. We're changing up our core packaging, um, specialty packaging, basically everything ahead of this 10 year. Yeah, big change. Uh, Biggest change we've done in a long time, I think. For sure. Yeah. So that's, is this is this your first major change as far as marketing labels? Such yeah. Go? So we we did a brand refresh uh, back in 2017, and it was just like some tweaks, really. Right. This one is the first time we've really sat down and kind of thought hard about who our target market is, what we need to do, where we need to be, and how we kind of want to position the brand and then let design kind of influence that rather than the other way around. I feel a whole other, uh, a whole other episode coming about here. <laughs> yep. just, just on marketing and rebranding. Yeah, th- this has been a process. Yeah, I'm sure you could... You could talk a lot about it. I could talk for hours. I mean, it's all that's basically what I've been working on for the past four months. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's awesome. Uh, so the ownership on the veteran side, do they they come up quite a bit? And I, I assume they like beer. They probably wouldn't put the money into uh, into the brewery if they so don't enjoy our, a beverage, our right? President and principal owner is. He's flopping around here somewhere. I don't know if he's mowing the lawn or something. Yeah, he just came on my office door, and we both gave him the eyes, like the the go away eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he's yeah. still, our owner, Paul Maraca, is still involved in the day to day of it, the business. It's impossible not to have him here most of the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and he would he would brew beer out on the lake, or am I way off here? No, he used to brew beer on Paradox Lake. Um, did a little bit of brewing at our old location and here he just, he just uh, mows the yard. Mows the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask, he's do you pay big, him to mow the yard? <laughs> he is not a sit still type of guy. No, no, he's a big idea guy too. So he's always got something cooking. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think, uh, most veterans, uh, are usually very, uh, 
regimented and do not sit still throughout the day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely does not sit still. We try to we try to tell them that if you're gonna be the idea guy, that's great, but you've got to be cool with like a thirty percent success rate. <laughs> you can be, be the tons of ideas guy and the only good ideas guy. But those two things are mutually exclusive. Sure. You've got to yeah. pick one. Yeah. Some of our investors who are also veterans. <clears throat> so we have one couple who half of the couple is a veteran and they they live local so they're usually here every weekend mm-hmm. and a little bit maybe dip in and out throughout the week but definitely every weekend and then most of our other uh investor group who are veterans are kind of scattered around the country um a couple uh some in north carolina and some in nevada oh, yeah well hey, I, I uh i'm excited that uh to see what y'all come up with as far as the, the veterans blend this year. And uh, hopefully uh, Adam and I and, and Cheyenne will have the ability to either make a trip way up there or we'll get a mysterious package arriving at our doorsteps uh, because it's, it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Whatever y'all are up to is- what you wish for we're only 90 <laughs> minutes from the champlain warehouse so we are yeah well oh, there we go right. i'm gonna hold the feet to the fire that you deliver those wonderful folks up there a little taster of it that'd be great we've brought stuff to the warehouse before but i don't feel like it gets past the warehouse <laughs> no you just get as soon as you get in the door it's gone yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Hey, I really appreciate your time. And if for those that are up in the uh, North Hudson area, go see uh, Devin and Quattro. Tell them we said hello. And I appreciate y'all's time and good luck with the uh, the marketing rebrand and all that stuff. And I, I look forward to uh, meeting y'all in person, hopefully trying out some of that beer. And I, w- I will uh, follow up with you um, to kind of see what y'all did with the Veterans Blend and, and tell ownership that we, uh, on behalf of myself and Adam and Country Mall Group, we appreciate their service. It means a lot. And uh, y'all make it a great rest of the day. Awesome. Sounds man. good. Thank you very much. We appreciate the opportunity. Well, thanks again to all of our guests today, Diane, Bill, Tony, Devin and Quattro and Adam, you didn't, you didn't do a bad job either. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I think, I think we'll keep you around. Uh, yeah. So join us in supporting homes for our troops to further their mission of assisting us veterans in uh, regaining some of their independence and giving them the ability to rebuild their lives. And don't forget to contact your CMG rep to pre-order the sixth annual Veterans Blend prior to August 28th and start planning your Veterans Brew Day. So yeah, absolutely. Been- any, any, sorry, good job. Any dollar yeah. we, we can we can get towards that uh, organization is uh, is super helpful. I completely agree. Uh, and and we'll be back uh, with another episode in about two weeks to chat Pilsners as well. We'll have our uh, we'll have Ask Abby. Uh, she will be on with us to offer any technical questions uh, you have on any of our, our product recommendations. So submit those questions on our Country Malt Instagram or email us at thebrewdeck at countrymalt.com and we'll answer them on an upcoming episode. Sounds awesome. And for those of you that are not subscribed, be sure to do it wherever you can subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And we appreciate everybody's ears again. And uh, hope to see you and hear from you here pretty shortly. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye.